girls who geek with wine. Oh. <laughs> that went exactly how I thought it was going to go. <laughs> we all were a little surprised. It's okay. That's right. I didn't drink this. Is that bad luck? Yeah, it's bad luck. It's rolling. All right. All right. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to our official Geekiverse. Uh, Beauty and the Beast spoiler cast. So if you're listening and you haven't seen Beauty and the Beast yet, turn it off. <laughs> it's a bad idea to keep listening because we're going to spoil it. But if you have seen it, stick around because we're going to spoil it. <laughs> uh, I'm Maggie and I'm here with the three three of the group of lovely ladies we have at the Geekiverse. Not every, not all the girls could join us tonight, unfortunately, but we we got Shout as out. many as we could. Shout out to Sam. We miss you. We, we miss, miss you. Sam. Recovering from like a wacky eye situation. And going Lauren. On. Who's and working. Lauren. Yeah, that's, yeah, oh. that's another thing. So, all right. Here with my friends, my fam. Go around, say hi. Hi. This is Jamie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> This is Amanda. Welcome. <laughs> and this is Chelsea. Welcome. Welcome to, to Chelsea. Chelsea. To Chelsea. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So we're here, as I said, to talk about uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, it's obviously doing really well in the ratings, kind of slaying it in the ratings. Um, it's the most expensive movie musical to ever be made. It's got a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's a bajillion dollars beyond you know, it's budget. They've made it all back in spades. So it's doing really well. Um, so I think it would be good to start for all of us to kind of just give a quick blurb, just your initial reaction without getting into too much detail before we go back and dive in into all the, all the themes and things. So just, I don't know, just kind of your initial reaction. You don't have to give a score or anything, but just kind of your, your thoughts that you were having, I guess, as you were leaving, leaving the theater. I absolutely loved it. Um, Shocking. I, <laughs> I know, right? Everybody, get your, get your mouse off the floor. <laughs> um, basically, I went in thinking that there's no way that they could top the cartoon. Um, it's one of my favorite Disney movies. I think for most people, it's their favorite Disney movie. And I went in, and right out of the gate, I absolutely loved everything that they, everything that they did, um, all the changes that they made, everything that they added, um, I thought was great. Um, and I'm going to... You know, make the ground shake right now. And I'm going to say that I liked it better than the cartoon. What? I, I did. I did. Because it had everything, almost everything, that the cartoon had. We got it had. all. Right. It had everything that the cartoon had, but then you... It gave us 45 extra minutes of new songs and new costumes and everything like that. Backstories. But only 45 minutes. Only it wasn't like a three-hour movie. It wasn't. It didn't have to be, though. That was excellent. Yes. So <laughs> I am saying I absolutely loved it, and I may or may not have liked it better than the original cartoon. Wow. Boom. All right. We're going to totally flip the switch here and go over to Chelsea. Chelsea. Listen, I didn't hate it. Okay? I didn't think you. I, mean, I know you down. didn't. <laughs> But I was more critical because it's not one of my favorite Disney movies. And Fair. I honestly was going into it with a critical mindset because I was in the show in high school. So automatically, I'm biased because the Broadway show is my favorite. And uh, I think it was missing the whole Broadway aspect. There was only one really strong allusion to one song. And that was super depressing for me because I was expecting a lot more because in the show, 
they focus a lot on the appliances. <laughs> Sounds so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the toaster, the blender, <laughs> the seventeen hundred France, the refrigerator. Appliances. Yeah, right. <laughs> that existed. Um, but I mean, all the whole appliance area, um, they all have their own song, and it's called Human Again, and it wasn't in there. And it's a huge song in the Broadway show. And it's also miserable to memorize, just so everyone knows. Um, <laughs> but it's a great song. And they didn't even have a mention of it, which was really disappointing to me. Um, but also, I think, well, I don't know. Are we going to talk about voices later? We're going to no? talk about everything. Should yes. I talk about everything. it now or no? We'll come back to it because I right. want to get everybody's Hold opinions that on that. We'll just say I wasn't a huge fan of certain auto-tuned things that were big things in the movie so um which is a which is one recurring theme that keeps coming up in people's reviews is they're like it's great but But, which we'll we'll definitely cover that because i have some thoughts about that but i did love the acting the acting was phenomenal and i loved the dark beauty of it Mm -hmm. which is i'm so partial to dark things and i always thought the cartoon was kind of dark too like Mm -hmm. the even the music Mm-hmm. Everything was in a minor key. Just it kind of always had that spooky, the feel. ominous. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they they played that up very nicely. Um, Jamie, Jimbo, <laughs> Jimbo, Jamboree in the Hills. Oh, that's a new one. Wow, you are the Josiah officially of this podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> that's not something you want to be. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> little did everyone know he's actually present but because we're in his home and insulting him in his home sorry josiah anyways as we anyway. drink his wine as we drink his wine wait for him to get us pizza yeah <laughs> girls who geek and do nothing else for themselves okay <laughs> cheers cheers yes <laughs> yeah and i wasn't trying to be we're not All being right. like Belle at Jamie. all Jamie. <laughs> Your initial reaction okay. to the movie. Initial reaction. I really, really liked it. Um, I haven't seen the cartoon in such a long time, and I was sad because I wanted to watch it before seeing the live action, but couldn't get my hands on it. So <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, so I couldn't compare it very well initially, but I I thought it was awesome. The acting was awesome. I particularly loved Ewan McGregor as... as all amazing i got like chills hearing him sing for the first time because i was having moulin rouge flashbacks like i could hear it and i was like so was i and i recently watched that movie for the first time and it was the most amazing didn't it change your life like it's so silly but it's so great at the same time exactly just melt great movie yeah so it was nice to hear him hear him sing again and i'm with a sexy french accent i know so he was french yeah yes everyone else was british which made which we can address I'm later talk about that with Gaston. Yeah. I have a theory. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like I know what your theory is, okay. but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved it too. I had a horrible seat in the theater. Like it was probably the worst. seat. I was close to asking for my money back because I was so upset with where I was sitting. I felt like I could barely see anything, but um, I don't do that because I'm not one of those people, but I should have anyways. Um, yeah, no, I I loved it. I I've always loved that movie. It's never been my number one favorite, but it's definitely one of the first ones that I ever saw as a child. So it I did have a lot of like when she walked out of the house and that music started playing, I teared up. I got over my initial shock of seeing her as not Hermione, and I'm not like just joking. <laughs> that was actually very weird yes. for a minute, and then I got over it cuz I was like that's not fair to her. Um, so I got over that. But yeah, there um, I only cried twice. Only, Which twice? Is only cry twice. 
only cried twice i was tired it was a monday night like it was probably not the best time to go and see it i wasn't emotionally prepared but no i really enjoyed it i think my initial what i first said when i came out of the movie was i did not find a single thing wrong with that movie since i've sat on it a couple days there's a couple things but we'll we'll talk about about that stuff too um anyways so so in the box office uh for its first weekend alone Beauty and the Beast made 170 million, which is a new record for March openings. I mean, that's I just domestically. That. That's not global. So. And as right. of oh yesterday, gosh. it's made um, 428.5 million dollars. So they have made back the as money of and then some. It was a 160 oh million dollar budget. So you oh, know, insane. 462 million worldwide so far mm-hmm. oh. and it's only <laughs> day yeah. five it's gonna keep going because people are going back to see it again and again right. so, that was me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i definitely want to literally just because i've sat in such a terrible seat all the way in the front to the side is terrible yeah. and you anyways. do you notice more things the second time uh-huh. you go through it they have like little hints and stuff of what's to come yeah um in the beginning which is fun you know and I love when you that. when you go to see it a second time you can take your focus off of some things and turn it to other things without worrying about missing plot points not that you don't know what's going to happen usually but like (laughs) hopefully you know the story by now although they did add some things which we will talk about too thank goodness Mm -hmm. i would like to see it again just so that i can see these easter eggs i've been hearing about that i'm not allowed to know what they are we will talk about (laughs) easter eggs later because we found a list and um we're gonna read them off and all kind of be easter be surprised. <laughs> I love eggs. Um, I love like eggs. <laughs> the the girls, girls room. room. I'm popular. Aren't oh we gosh. so annoying? Um, wow. That so worked yeah, out. We're definitely you love talk us. About Easter eggs Don't because <laughs> there's there are a few. And I feel like with Easter eggs, a lot of times some of them are so just like, come on. Like that's like, a that's stretch. that's not really there. Yeah. But they're fun to read and fun to think about and make you want to go back and watch the movie again. Um so to get into kind of the the meat of everything. Um, I think we should start by talking about um, the story and the stuff that they added in that wasn't there before. Um, And like, this is spoiler cast, so I can say things Um, (laughs) and it's fine. So I personally loved all the stuff that they added um, because I didn't feel like it took away from the story. I felt like it just enhanced what was already there. I loved one of the big things I loved is they addressed the fact that they're not just like some isolated village somewhere. Yes. They are in yes. France. Yes. In yes. the real world, yes. real-ish, an alternative real world. Um, H- little historically village. speaking. Yeah, they, they yes. go to Paris in their minds yes. at one point um, where you find out what happened to Belle's mother. They address Yay, the fact that it's 1700s <laughs> France and that she died of the plague. Wait a minute. So this is what I was trying to figure out at the end of the movie is she hands him this tiny rattle. Where did she get that from? Then? From her bedroom. Apparently they really went back. Okay. Yeah, because it was like actual magic. That's what right. I thought. Crazy that's what enchantress. I thought. Because I was like, wait a minute, guys. Where'd you go? And that's why something. everything was so. It wasn't like a flashback because if you looked around the room, right. everything was dirty and, and gross because they left the place old. to kind of rot. Yes. Because there <laughs> was plague playing. in there, they didn't want people going in there, so yeah. they just kind of left it. And it was which, by France. the way. Belle and Beast went in there. Yeah, so well, they're I'm sure they're fine. They died at that point. Hopefully, the plague yes. is gone. Yeah, but that was that was very interesting. They didn't dwell on it for too long, it but just, just enough. Just enough. They gave you a little more context. You know, even just spending more time in Belle and her father's house, mm-hmm. seeing all the stuff that he was making, going back in. You know, at the end when they're locked in the carriage and they they'll pick the lock together, like they're both inventors. She's inherited that from her dad. It just 
that kind of stuff i think just enhanced the story it didn't take it off track they didn't add plot holes that they're they didn't add plot lines or other things they just it was very french they like i don't that sounds bizarre but it was the way that everybody was behaving and carrying themselves even just the makeup at the beginning that they're putting on everybody Uh i was like this is france this is 1700s france they're not just some village in the mountains that has never yeah. like the, the idea is that this is a real place yes they weren't afraid to pinpoint their time in history right um you know i was doing my history research today and in the 1720s the plague hit france um so we know that bell's mom probably died 1720s um and they had gaston be the captain of the military of some kind go back to the war you know think of the widows mm-hmm. um and <laughs> which was the greatest <laughs> way to console him right yeah. exactly it's exactly what he needed um but like they weren't afraid to be like no we're in france it's the 1740s mm-hmm. you know late 1740s early 1750s now um you know they committed to it with the storyline with the costumes with the makeup with everything they said you know they it's, weren't trying to be ambiguous anymore yeah which i thought was excellent it opens up so much more that you can do and that you can say when you actually say where you are in time and it it just it informs every other decision that everybody makes like it's not just weird that you know bell knows how to read and is teaching people how to read you know because back then it was weird it was like it legitimately was not just because it's a disney movie and we're trying to teach a lesson like no if we're going with that it's 1700s france it would be weird not just in that village Everywhere. everywhere it would be weird everywhere in america so many people were illiterate and it was funny right. like which is, yeah, didn't know which, how to yeah they addressed it as illiterate <laughs> which was great. hysterical i yes. loved that um yeah so i thought that was that was excellent i don't know if anybody else had any issues with, we agree yeah we all agree on that all right <laughs> excellent um so yeah that was all great um i think when we should probably get into this because this ties in a few a few points um we are all in our Geekiverse chat today discussing um, the editing of the movie in various ah. in various <laughs> facets, and I get so okay. So I was a theater major, so when I watch movies, I'm always watching for the acting and the story, and then secondary would be like the costumes and the writing and you know the directing, all that stuff. And I always look at editing last, and I get so angry because editing which happens after mostly post-production everyone else has gone home but it can really make or break a movie and i did say that i was going to make a hobbit gaston connection because i'm going to talk about the hobbit yeah. and the editing on smog the uh what's his face benedict cumberbatch nope gaston luke oh, evans thank you that's for you sam was in <laughs> the hobbit so yeah. there's a connection, um, which was nice to see him playing somebody who wasn't a one-dimensional character because his character in yes. The Hobbit was really boring. I was sad we didn't see him use his crossbow, though. I know. That was <laughs> great. But anyways, so that movie, you know, The Hobbit, I thought was one of the best movies as far as editing goes because, I mean, smog, hello. And if that had been poor editing, it would have totally dragged the movie down. And I feel like this all of these semi-okay ratings that people are giving this movie, not semi-okay, but, you know, below a 10 are really because of editing. They're because of the CGI Ugh. that, as you were saying, Amanda, was cheap and kind of like 
really it's yeah. 2017 we can afford more <laughs> yeah it was the most expensive musical ever made so yes. where is that money and going? the beast is the second half of the story beauty right. and the beast the beast should look good right yeah it was there were moments that we were kind of and it was inconsistent yes too mm-hmm. that's what drove me crazy there were some moments where you would look at him and be like i feel like i can reach my hand out and mm-hmm. touch your face right now and i would feel your fur under right. my fingers then there'd be other times where he's laying on the bed or in the friggin' ballroom scene where they're dancing it looked so fake yeah it looked like she was dancing with like a green screen like and it's like we can do better (laughs) it's like literally every scene of the walking dead when they're in a green screen yeah never notice when someone is dancing with a green screen right so i don't understand why that was the case um so that was unfortunate because it just puts a bad veil on the whole movie and it can drag the movie down but i get so angry when that's the reason because that's stuff that a lot of times I say, like, I don't care about that. Like, that's not how I'm going to judge the movie. But it, it can cloud your vision of what the movie looks like. If anyone's hearing any noise, there's a dog wagging his tail under the table. So sorry about that. Wendy um, is beating up the table with It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> so I think the other big editing issue that we most of us had was the auto-tune situation. Gah! Yeah. Which was unfortunate at times. Guttural noises. Yeah. And the thing that I've always said is that when it comes to a musical, really, I guess, more exclusively a movie musical, I'm always going to prefer an actor who can carry a tune but might need a little help over a singer who can't act. And my example that I was using earlier was Carrie Underwood in The Sound of Music, who she's a brilliant, (laughs) she's one of the best singers in modern music today. I, I fully believe that but she can't act to save her life. It's not her fault. She's not an actress. It was a poor choice to put her in that movie and and it was live too. So obviously she sounded great, but she can't act. And so it just looked terrible. And I feel like on the flip side, it's easier to pull it off um, if you can act. And, you know, they're going to auto-tune or they're going to, they're not going to, most musicals other than Les Mis and I think Les Mis and Across the Universe are the only ones where they sing live while they are filming. Mm -hmm. Um, for the most part, they're going to film, they're going to record the music separately, play it, and then lip sync over it like they're shooting a music video. And that's fine, but for whatever reason, they seem to really heavily auto-tune Emma Watson's voice. <laughs> to the point where, I don't know, like there were just very, very slight, tiny snippets of her actual singing voice. Mm-hmm. And they were beautiful. Yeah. She has this airy, very yes. lovely. It was organic. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. It's and raw. And like she's this girl from this poor provincial town. Mm-hmm. Like let her sound like your average human being. Right. It's she okay. doesn't need to be belting. I mean, if they got to do something to help boost her volume up because you've got to be able to hear her over the 30 other people that are singing. That's one thing. But I think you mentioned Chelsea, her fake vibrato. Oh my gosh. And it was very obvious switches. Yes. yes. And you that could, was weird. And it would take you out of the moment. Of yeah. Like you're listening to this beautiful song. Then all of a sudden you hear it go like and yeah. you're like what That's was not that just happened. that wasn't her <laughs> right and you they could have just let her sing and touched up where she needed it yeah but what happened was they touched up too much because yeah. they brought the volume up and then they're like oh well she doesn't sound completely perfect so now we need to fix every single aspect of her mm-hmm. voice which in reality i mean we were talking earlier Anne hathaway and les mis oh, is not mm-hmm. incredible like the best singer ever no. but her there was something magical about and, what she did. And mm-hmm. yes, and she you see like that raw emotion when people are actually singing. Yeah. And it's so I think the audience stops caring about the tone yes. of your voice yes. because 
everything You're else. In the moment. You believe it. Like yes. you you buy it. And, and I think they were allowed Anne Hathaway was allowed to go to a very vulnerable mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And I think Les Mis does warrant that. You need yeah. it's there's a show it's a called very The Miserables. Raw, Come on. Dirty. Um, like exactly. there's no time to be pretty and, like, in that show. Beauty and the Beast is very much you know, it's it's more happy. It's mm-hmm. not really those raw moments. But when you do have them, it is beautiful. But I feel like Emma Watson was never given the chance to do the same thing that Anne mm-hmm. Hathaway did and create something really organic and really beautiful. Which is unfortunate because That's, Emma Watson great. is amazing as an actress. And I think if they had helped her out training wise vocally, that I think she would have just yeah. blew it out of the water. And I don't think, you know, everybody thinks like that, you know, like. Why didn't she insist on... They don't have say in that kind of stuff. No, like, you can be the not. biggest celebrity. You do not have say in that kind of stuff. And they're on a they're on a budget. They're on a time, a time constraint. Yeah. So, you know, and... But again, it's not Wicked. It's yeah. Beauty and the Beast. You're not belting. Most of that show, when she's singing, she's talking to herself. Yes. But she's singing. So, yeah, I agree. That was kind of... That was disappointing. Um, but it was encouraging to hear the parts where she wasn't yes. heavily auto-tuned. To just be like, wow, there really is a nice, mm-hmm. there's a very lovely voice in there. And that's what Belle's voice is supposed to be. It's supposed to be lovely. It's not supposed to mm-hmm. be blow your Perfect. pants off. Perfection like, is boring. Yeah. Right. And like even in the original, I went back and listened to it earlier. And Belle's voice in the original cartoon, she's an older woman than mm-hmm. Emma is. So right. it's a more rich, yeah. dark alto sound. And Emma is a gentle, airy, like innocent voice. Right. And so it's just a whole different feel mm-hmm. than what you're going to get even in the Broadway, which is you have that more trained. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to fill a whole space physically. Ten, as yes. opposed ten to shows a, a week studio. Yeah. for oh however yeah. long you're running. So, and yeah. I feel like Emma, was Emma the only one that was like, for you guys, like I felt like she was the only one that I could tell. She was auto-tuned. Yes. Everyone else yes. And not everyone fine. else was great. Is anybody else in there trained vocalist? Yeah. As far as well, there's some background. Obviously, Audra McDonald, but like yeah. she's yeah. she's oh, not God. from this planet. And <laughs> background people, they yeah. had people that were actually Broadway actors. Yeah, but like Emma Thompson, in. she's not. Yeah. Right. Oh, know. and she was a she was great. Vision. She was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I think we all agree that that was a little disappointing and unnecessary. Emma should have been given the chance. Yeah. I feel like I concur. Amen. Give her the chance. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Anyways, um, so the other thing that I think was a plus, we're going to flip back to the pluses, was um, the costumes. Oh, I loved the costumes. Me too. Her dress at the end. Oh, the white one with the flowers. That was gorgeous. Oh my gosh. That was nice. I was glad that they didn't put her back in the yellow dress. Yeah. Because like in the cartoon, they put her back in the yellow dress. It's like, come on, you you just you just landed yourself a prince. Right. It's like, you know, she changed. It's the only dress she's allowed to own. Yeah, right? (laughs) She's her princess dress. I thought thought they nailed the yellow dress, personally. (laughs) I loved loved the yellow dress. And that's, you can't mess that up. You have to get it right. I was just doing research again. Mm -hmm. And like, they really, they drew inspiration from 18th century French fashion with that dress. It Mm -hmm. looks very modern. But it's actually very... Oh, there's the puppy. (laughs) There's Um, our pizza. (laughs) It's actually very old-fashioned and very 18th century. And, like, when she's dancing in that ballroom and it just like flows yes. like butterflies oh i love it it was gorgeous jacqueline duran is the costume designer okay. that's oh, what i was wow. looking she up. was brilliant if anyone's know. curious yeah. um yeah. I, I love it that they they stayed true to the time period mm-hmm. that she was you know she took from 18th century french fashion and they made it functional for the actors and absolutely beautiful but staying true to 
the nostalgic costumes that we know the blue you know village dress and mm-hmm. gaston's oh red gosh, and golds yeah. you yeah. know they nailed it so. they, they weren't like excessive dressed up versions no. of the cartoon but obviously mm-hmm. with more detail because it's not a cartoon like they can <laughs> they can actually give him like a pocket square and not just like a yellow stripe but um <laughs> yeah yeah so all right well we're gonna take a little fiver kind of and then we'll come back and keep chatting away so stay tuned we'll be right back what's up geeks just want to remind you that we do have a geek of our store for all shirts that are geek we have the geek and proud peace love prosper straight out of arkham and the geek university t if you like it simple and blocky like i do now that's at thegeekiverse.storeenv.com or you can do it real simple go to the geekiverse and click on the tab on the upper part of the web page it's real big it's real easy to see we thank you for supporting us but for now let's get to the show and we're back. We're back. Dun, we're dun, back. Dun, dun. <laughs> Say it, Amanda. Yes. Say it. We're back. There we go. Can't the start. girls' room. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> Even though he said he wasn't going to play oh. a commercial. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. We've obviously had more wine. Yes. Since you last, since we last spoke. We've had more wine. Um, so welcome back to our Beauty and the Beast spoiler cast. Um, we're trucking along, going through all of our favorite and not favorite moments. Um, I think the next thing that we wanted to discuss that I'm very excited to talk about is the casting, which I think we all can agree was on like another level. There's a lot of silent dancing going on around this table. Excited dancing. Well, why are no one sad dancing? It's weird that we're not filming this because we're all very expressive. We are very expressive. Amanda has her Beauty and the Beast shirt on. I do. One of many. Now it's not pointless. It's fine. You wore it. It's okay. You mentioned it. Thank you. Yeah, just like I wore my bell ring. It's shaped like a book. Jamie wore her bell ring. It's shaped like a book. I dress like a lumberjack. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Because Uh, Belle is strong and so am I. I'm wearing work pants. <laughs> work it, girl. I hate my job. Okay, anyway. You're gone soon. Don't worry I about am. It. I'm quitting in five weeks. Don't worry. They know that, so it's fine, and they won't listen to this anyways because they're all old people. They're right? all going to listen. They're all going to listen. And they During didn't the know. Time, they listen to anything. Um, like Margaret. What? <laughs> yes, Who's my Margaret? real name is Margaret. All right, let's put it out there. My name is Margaret, and without a knee. Anyways, um, so we wanted to talk about the casting, um, which I'm obsessed with. It's very rare that a movie gets it right on every single solitary, like, like person. I don't know. That's not the word I want. Every character is perfect. There was nobody, nobody that I was like, that's weird. Like, I was not, I was happy when I heard it. And then I was happy when I went in and saw it. I didn't get disappointed. Um, I guess I didn't know ahead of time who every character would be played by because when I saw Josh Gad on the screen, I oh, like burst out yeah, laughing. Yeah, there it were a perfect. few that I was, that I just didn't know because I just didn't, didn't hear. But yeah, everyone, yep. everyone was And was like, perfect. speaking of Josh Gad, I loved LeFou in this. Yeah. <laughs> like I wrote it in the review that the stupid controversy, quote unquote, I don't know a single person who's actually upset about the controversy. I with gotta Lefou. say, there I was not really anything. Nothing. I didn't. I was, was and I was looking for it. Exactly. I was hyper. So, so the controversy, just, if for anybody who doesn't know, is yes. that they were saying that they were that there was some elephant in the room with the cartoon that LeFou was gay and that he had a crush on Gaston, like a real actual 
crush in love. in love, and that's why he follows him around all the time. And that there People, were a bunch of scenes about it. Yeah, yes, they're they were adding have a moment. all this stuff. So Nothing. there was all this uproar. Like, People I were boycotting the, the movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they were theaters refusing to show it. So I went into it being like really hyper aware of yes. it because I was like, how? Like, because I, you know. Not that I have an issue with it, but it doesn't, it didn't make sense to the story. So I don't like when they add things in just because it's like socially important. Like it's, it's not relevant. Don't add it in. It doesn't yeah, make sense to me. It's just, you know, whatever. But there really wasn't. I took it the whole time as he has a crazy man crush. Yes. Every yes, guy yes, that yes. I know acts like that with their friends. Yes. They're yeah. all obsessed with each other. <laughs> it's, I'm looking at you, Josiah. Like, <laughs> that hand away (laughs) they're all obsessed with each other they all like talk each other up but i was totally under the impression that at some point uh gaston would just like forget about bell and like run off with so like oh the foo and gaston have a moment and it was like they don't they don't they don't at all the only moment that gave any indication that le might be gay was at the so there's a part when all the villagers are storming the castle and you know mrs potts makes some comment to lefou of like you're too good for him but again i took that as like you don't you're too good to be his friend and then the wardrobe is attacking all of them and spews that jamie's raising her hand there's one more thing at the very end during like the ball that's what i'm that's what i'm talking about he dances with the guy because the wardrobe when everyone's attacking attacks people she puts dresses on all of these guys like four of them run away and then the one guy is just like oh i look good and then walks away (laughs) and then at the end like everyone's like dancing and switching partners and lefou ends up being spun into this guy and and then they dance off together it was two seconds it had nothing to do with gaston like that was very it was misleading and i feel like it cheapened all of the hard work that went into LeFou. LeFou yeah. was a throwaway character. I'm sorry. Especially yeah. in the cartoon. Like, all he does is sing a love song to Gaston. Yeah. And other than that, like, he's this bumbling little buffoon. But in this remake, they made him a complicated character. Just yeah. like everyone else. Who and goes through, like, a moral a transfer- a dilemma. Transformation. Absolutely. Yeah. Going so far to call Gaston in the rewritten mob scene song mm-hmm. a beast yeah. yeah and I thought that was fantastic because you made him an actual yeah you get character. to see his struggle of like I'm still riding into battle with him but I'm I don't want to it. and I I took that you know the the Gaston song where they added in like the tap number which I loved oh but the yeah. song in the I bar love men dance. I think a lot of him <laughs> yeah same I think a lot of LeFou all of the bolstering of Gaston that he does I I feel like a lot of it is to keep himself alive. Yes. Right. Because That's this exactly man has an anger complex well, and he definitely. freaks out. So he's and always constantly trying to lower the tension. And the only way that he can do that is by saying to Gaston, like, you're great. You're, so great. you're amazing. Remember, yeah, you were a war hero yes. and you got to like plunder all of the widows I and everything think, was great. I also think that best friends would do that. Absolutely. Well, yeah. <laughs> like even if you weren't like a, like a crazy psycho <laughs> yeah. sociopath that like yeah. tread all over your well, friends. And I was reading yeah. this interview with Luke Evans and he mm-hmm. was given this backstory about Gaston that didn't end up making it into the movie because it was quote too dark but basically it's a dark, it's a dark story. i know right basically gaston at 16 in 1740 he like saved the town from portuguese marauders so he became the town hero but then he went off to war and when he came back he was suffering from ptsd so you can see like when he gets everything going his way he's fine but the minute that bell says no or maurice 
says, no, you're not going to marry my daughter. Mm -hmm. That's when Gaston punches him in the face, ties him to a tree. So it's like almost as if the villagers know, like they kind of have to coddle Gaston. Yeah. Like you're so great. Think about it. He walks around in like a military uniform all the time, which I'm convinced this is my Gaston theory. I'm going to (laughs) bring it out right now. I'm convinced that he's British and not French. Because that could be a thing. He's wearing red. The red coats. The red coats are British. That could be a thing. And the French wear blue in this time period. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning when Josh Gad's character says like, je ne sais quoi. Yeah. And he's he like, goes, I, don't I don't know what, know what that means. means. Well, you should because you're French. Right. Yeah. Or he's that's just mine. an idiot. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. But, but Lefou, I think he's Lefou British. That's supposed to be well, illiterate, like not Gaston. So. Maybe both. I don't know. They're all illiterate. Yeah. Aren't they that's all except for That's a good point. That's an interesting. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. That's been keeping me awake at night for the last seven days. No, that makes sense because you're you're right that is that's totally that's totally plausible i think the accents threw me off because i don't know who's supposed to be british and who's yeah. supposed and to that's be right i think mrs potts thing. is technically supposed to be british she's supposed to be yeah, british and i think everyone else is supposed like to be tea. french because here's the thing and this is what i always say with any movie play <laughs> here anything. it comes here it comes this, this is my rant that i go on all the time i lay into shakespeare in, the, in delaware park about this all the time so <laughs> when you're making a movie and you're making it in a different country or, or, or it takes place in a different country. You have to make a decision as a cast. Are we all going to have the accent of this country that we're in or are we all going to just talk the way that we talk? Because I think both are acceptable because you could look at Beauty and the Beast and say, like, we're in France. We're all going to speak with French accents or we're going to say we're not going to do that. Everyone just talk the way that you talk same thing with with you know you do shakespeare everyone puts on fake british accents and they do shakespeare but you know they'll be doing you know Macbeth, which takes place in scotland you don't have a british accent in scotland if you as an actor are british and you're not putting on accents then you should talk the way that you talk i don't get why you you put on these fake they did it in les mis too in the movie they put on these Mm -hmm. fake british accents and but they're french so they're singing in French, but when they talk, they have a British accent, but like hardly any of the actors are British. So I don't yeah. get it. It's it, like British is like the universal, like we're European. And you know we what? Speak right? with the British it accent. It's the universal. The standard, like, like in the movie, in like the forties when they were, you know, like the golden age of Hollywood, yeah. everyone spoke in that, that standard American, mm. which they all sound very like, oh, well, I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to slam the door <laughs> on your face. So like they did. And that, that's pretty good. But everyone awesome. talked that way. And that was just the way I that you did it. British accent is the standard, like eloquent speech. Yeah. Yes. Which yes. doesn't make very sense. And These fancy. people weren't eloquent. They lived in no. a dumpy little village. Exactly. So talk the way you talk. And I, I think it's a lovely village. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Amanda's from there. You they were not upper it. class. So it's a poverty my town. point is like <laughs> make up your mind, I guess. And you know, like Lumiere spoke Don't with a French both. accent. But he, he was the cartoon. only right. right. So are they just being faithful to the cartoon, which I'm also Except, okay with. But Ewan McGregor is from right. England. Right. 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 Yeah. No. Yeah. He's I think British. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He is. Sorry, so, I'm thinking of Moulin Rouge right now because. I don't well, they all spoke in fake British, British accents and they were French. <laughs> Sorry, I, my brain's going to like every... Even every, McGregor like, movie ever, yeah. ever. But yeah, yeah it's, that's something that I have a problem with. But it seems to be, just be that's just like what people do. And for whatever reason, nobody corrects it. But that was always like a big thing like in college that was drilled into my head. Like we were doing... When we were doing Julius Caesar, we're not going to all speak in Italian accents because we're in Rome. We're all going to talk the way that we talk. And we would get screamed at if we started putting on airs and proclaiming things like it doesn't make sense. So that's something that always drives me crazy. But I'm trying to learn 
to not let it bother let me. Let it go. I will let it literally go. kill you. In keeping with the um, Disney theme. Because it's just, it seems to be that's the way that it is now. Like, yeah. I have no problem with Emma Watson having a British accent as Belle because Emma Watson's British. Like, yeah, I don't right. care. I agree. I would think it would be weird if she put on, I guess this is, this is, this is what I think it should be. If you're going to put on an accent, put on the one that is correct for where the story takes place. Don't put on a different one. Either talk like yourself or put on the one that you do. Amen. Hollywood, I'm talking to you. <laughs> That's the end of my I second rant. that. Sassy pants. I kind of took over that. Does anybody else have any thoughts about well, that? I agree no. Because when, <laughs> no. I was, when, I, when I've been in, I've been in musical theater a bunch now, and I've been in Sweeney Todd, where you're supposed to have this like Cockney British accent. And I was one of the only people in the ensemble who did it, and it sounded stupid. Yeah. So then you sound weird. And then I in that, sounded in dumb. Instance. And so I had to change the way I sang to just mm-hmm. normal blah. And I was like, okay, Buffalonian. fine. Yep. <laughs> but some of the leads did a British accent, and some didn't. Which is and very different terrible. from Cockney. And that's the director's which, fault. Yeah. No right. offense to your director. Yeah, sorry. I'm sure you were lovely. great, Lance. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to make, especially but, with younger people, though, you kind of have to like make a choice because that's right, hard right. to get them to do. But, but yeah, I mean, no, I was you're right, though. I was in Beauty and the Beast, and I was one of the only people. Lumiere and Babette slash Plumette were the only ones that actually did a real accent mm-hmm. in our in our show, and it was high school, so whatever. And but, the only ones that did the real accent in the movie, too. Yeah, yeah that's true. what I'm saying. So. Is It's funny that that's like a consistent theme that you see through Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. too, is... It's like people are just so afraid of this French accent, but it's really fun. Well, and it's like, okay, we'll go to my favorite movie because I will talk about Pocahontas whenever I can. Uh How John John Smith, the settler that talks the most, has an American accent because like Mel Gibson was like, no, I don't want to. And they all were like, okay. Like what? And but everyone else had a British accent. Yep. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, come on, and, no. yeah, want to be unique. <laughs> that was just so. That's definitely an issue. It's something that I think we're gonna just have to deal with until people wise up. I don't understand if they ever wise up. But yeah, it's very uh, it's a bizarre, very bizarre thing. Um, so yeah, I think we all agree that the casting was amazing. Um, let's say besides Belle. Because we all know that everyone's obsessed with her. Besides Emma Watson as Belle, who was everybody's favorite. I know what most I of you are going to say. I think it's obvious for me. <laughs> Go ahead, Tell Jamie. Us. Jamie. Tell us, Jamie. Tell I me. may have mentioned this already, but it's Possibly. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you and McGregor as Lumiere. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. He's, just, he's beautiful. <laughs> Amanda, who is your favorite? Ooh, it's got to be a toss up for me between the Dan Stevens mm-hmm. because of his love voice. Him, I right. love he the deep lovely. growly voice. I love. I close my eyes, read me the phone book. I'm happy. <laughs> Which I ha- oh my gosh, I have. I watched Downton Abbey. Do we Downton have phone Abbey. books anymore? I don't think I don't so. Think but so. <laughs> I watched Downton Abbey, which Dan Stevens was on, and he does not sound like that at all in really? that show. Oh my god! No, his voice uh, is not super deep. Oh, like, but like, oh, uh, and his eyes are so blue, and he's got oh, that derpy are. little grin. Um, <laughs> he is so, the master the of derp, <laughs> right? So it's either got to be Dan <laughs> Stevens or Josh Gad as LeFou. I thought he yeah, was, was great. Yes, what he did, Phenomenal. He was. So he good. was my. Yeah, I loved that. So and Luke Evans, just because right. it's Luke casual. Evans and it's guest on Chelsea. I'm like so bad with names. I was just about to look them up and then I gave up um, because I'm so bad with names. Like I'm so bad with names, period. Like in my life. I didn't know. <laughs> I got to ask you a question. Are you Are bad you with bad names? With yes. Names. I didn't know. I didn't know. When I first met my husband, I had to like. You didn't know his name. Manipulate his name. <laughs> manipulate him to like write his name down. I was like, I don't have your email or your phone number. Can you like. And also, like, how do you spell your last name? It's okay. So like six name. months Which ago, I spelled my fiance's name. husband. Husband. Whoa. 
English my is hard. My fiance's name. Another wrong. round of wine. We'll put it that way. Anyways, Chelsea, who is your favorite casting choice? Okay, this is going to be weird, but I loved... I don't remember who it is, but the guy who played Maurice did such a great Kevin Klein. job. He was so good. He, I and just, I didn't know he was in it. I just and then he showed up on yeah. screen. I was like, you are perfect. singing that little song with his little windmill. Right. right. But just because Maurice can be a character that makes or breaks that very small, quote, small, but massive part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he did a great job of portraying Belle's father. Yeah. He was loving such a father, sweet but person. also like it was like that is a hundred percent her dad. Yeah. That is yeah. the that is her he is she is his she spawn. Is his loins. Yes. Yes. There we go. That's what her. I wanted. Quote scripture now. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, I love that, that he was also her. just as self sacrificing as her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that's where she gets it from. Yes. Absolutely. And, you so could, like, was, and her mother too, because yeah. she so, literally sacrificed. Right, who was like, get out of here because I'm going to kill both of you with my plague. Spoiler My plague. (laughs) My plague. (laughs) Actually, that was was, like horrifically sad. So anyways. Him and I loved um, the wardrobe. Yeah, she yes. just did such a great so job. Lovely. I'm such a huge fan of like supporting actors because they get overlooked so often. But her voice... Audra, I got Audra McDonald. Gorgeous. When she was singing. Have you ever se- heard her sing She's outside of that singer, movie? Right? She's a I Broadway phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know who it is. She's she a Broadway phenomenon. You've probably heard her before. Yeah, yeah. You've probably heard her more than you've seen her, but she's yes, uh, exactly. she's brilliant. Um, but, yes. I feel like everyone, all the supporting characters were like Amazing. phenomenal. There was no my, weak, weak link in the chain. My favorite oh, no, casting, and this is ridiculous, but it was um, Ian McKellen as Cogsworth because <laughs> so Ian cute. McKellen oh. was 100% a mini grandfather clock in a past he totally life. Yes. He was perfect. Like I was like, if a clock had a voice, it would be Ian McKellen it is Gandalf yeah and he was so I mean I love him in everything but he was so good and then even the two seconds you get to see him as a person (laughs) turn back into a clock turns back into a clock I love him I just he's so pleasant and lovely everyone was phenomenal his like real life friendship with Patrick Stewart is my favorite thing life goals in the world they're just like BFFs and they like Instagram themselves like bopping around town (laughs) anyways but yeah so I think we all agree that we uh Loved all the casting. Um, Luke Evans didn't make it. Into I, I mentioned him. Well, she did. did. I should have said besides Bella and Luke Evans. Yeah. He was brilliant. I he was. He my dad a... was sad that he wasn't Guess quite not. as handsome as he could have been. Oh my my father said that. What? what? He, my dad is a Gaston <laughs> fanatic. He, he loves Gaston. So he's like, he could have been a little better. He's looking. supposed oh, to I be gorgeous. He was perfect. So, I loved his little I liked that they kind of made him. So I think you, Amanda, were talking about this, how before we saw the movie how gaston was really not a villain he was more of just anti-hero just kind of like all right like calm down like you're just like a man and you're whatever and i had moments in the movie like during the the this version that i was like oh god you're like actually a psychopath and other moments that i was like but are you though and here's so i that's what makes you a psychopath (laughs) when i okay so when i got to work this morning my thought when i came here to talk about this was that gaston is actually a really bad guy as i was driving here i had a slight change of heart and here's why so and you mentioning that he potentially has ptsd makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense that in real life it's a very serious issue that That, ruins a lot of great people that makes a lot of sense um you think about this he is a huge coward um he 
if he was really this big psychopath that wasn't a, didn't care what happened to him, why would he go out of his way to deny tying up a man to a tree that the whole town already kind of thinks is weird and is like a throwaway person? Yeah. Like, why would he why would he care? And also when they storm the castle, yes, he goes off. You know, he keeps saying it's hero time. Which yes. was, I thought was funny. He's like delusional. Yeah. almost. Like oh, he's yeah. convinced he's the hero. So of when story. he gets there, Seriously. he shoots the beast, but he pretty much exclusively shoots him when like in the back shoot facing away from far away he doesn't seem to ever he's not really aiming and if he's really this avid sportsman he would hunter he would miss yes so he keeps shooting him in the shoulder and in the leg it's like he doesn't really want to do it and he doesn't pull the trigger until he knows that he's safe so i think i'm back to my original thought and your thought at least with the cartoon i don't know if maybe it changed after this movie that he really isn't a villain in the sense that like say like Ursula is yes. a villain or right. like Corella Deville is a villain. They make conscious decisions that yeah. are bad. He is really just very selfish. Like yes. his narcissism combined with his completely delusional sense of self and actually very low self-esteem and like painfully horrible desire to be liked yes. controls every decision that he makes so he needs some sort of psychological help for sure he's but codependent and he needs therapy yeah he needs like <laughs> yep. he's, it's 1720s france <laughs> and they don't have that so no. yeah. that's what happens and like, then you fall off a bridge and die <laughs> i'm gonna see sorry yeah that's true <laughs> that's thank, you. thank you like amanda pointed out in the official geekiverse review which check you it should out all read com. <laughs> he did tie maurice to a tree which was a conscious villainous yes. decision. Although he did not physically kill him, he just left him for right. dead. Right. So right. that's Which, pretty. Cow- it's, it's almost like he can cowardice. say, "Well, I didn't really do it." Exactly. Like he had a gun. Which he did. He, he had said, his fists. I didn't do it. Yeah. You know, he yeah. he knocked him he out hard enough to keep him knocked out all the way till morning. Yeah. So there's that. And he's that also too. that kind of that really scary villain because he doesn't have magic powers or anything like that. But he is misogynistic yep. and sexist. It's not right for a woman to read. So when she starts right. getting ideas and thinking. He's the scary kind of villain that could be, be real. real in real life. There are people mm-hmm. like Gaston out there in and the world. And it's scary. Yeah. And yes. there's no magic involved. It's, exactly. It's and that's what makes a villain truly terrifying, mm-hmm. I think. Like That's why I like characters like Gaston, Frollo from yep. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. There's no mm-hmm. magic involved. It's just the power that people have over a group of people. Right. And he was the biggest terrifying. and the strongest and he's He mean. was the town hero. Yeah. Everyone loved him. So it yeah, I I agree. That's a huge definitely a huge But I still love Gaston. Well, yeah, he's brilliant. <laughs> and I think just he um Luke Evans just enhanced him so much and he was supposed mm-hmm. to be so much darker even in this version mm-hmm. i was reading again in the article um the interview with luke evans he was actually he actually thought he was being turned away for the gaston role because he played it too dark and disney actually asked him to tone it down and bring it more to the comical talking to yourself in the mirror oh you're yeah. so gorgeous nobody deserves <laughs> that you. was the funniest thing that yeah that's that very funny. gaston yeah but but it was sad because it was like you know he is a very dark character and it could have he could have taken it to the next level and yeah. he wasn't he wasn't allowed to which i understand but that's also i think there's like the french aspect of it and this is like not to be like making fun of french people but i think when people think of france they think of like the you know y'all know exactly what i'm talking about with that sound and they're all just like oh look at me and i'm looking in the mirror and i'm but that's like a thing and i think it's almost kind of like this thing with gaston that like okay 
bad guy, bad thoughts, bad thoughts. Can't not look in a mirror, though. Look at me. <laughs> I'm beautiful. The entire rest of the world disappears. It's, again, that narcissism coupled with his, like, desire and need to be liked and be reaffirmed, whether it's by LeFou or by the entire town singing a song about him. What more do you want? If I just had one group of people do a tap number for me, I'm looking at you, men in my wedding party. <laughs> then I will be happy for the rest to of my life. Song. But that wasn't yeah. enough for him. Yes, instead of Gaston, it's going to be Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> Margaret. Margaret. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving along. My first name is Irish, not I wasn't French. Invited, so actually. You weren't invited. We don't know who she is. She wandered in from the street. Um, <laughs> well, she's here and she's talking But everyone loves me. <laughs> welcome to Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, that's a great welcome. That's the thing. That's so sad. oh boy so um i think another thing that uh we were we've been discussing we've all been in talks for a few days planning out preparing 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 (laughs) um thinking pondering i can't not be british i should have been i agree gosh darn it same Um, for me though same i should have been the french sorry (laughs) okay (laughs) i am slightly french actually i might call you there you go now on Please do. We'll see. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh la la. Oh, There's so friend. much shoulder work happening here that you guys <laughs> Sorry, can see. Sorry. Eyebrows, too. Yeah. Eyebrows are going, She's, too. like, lead, leading with her shoulder. Um, I think wrong. something that we all had varying thoughts about was was the music. Obviously, the music in that movie is iconic. I, you know, do, that that was the big part that I cried is when I heard that val- valet. The belt. <laughs> The valet. English is hard. Violin. What is happening? <laughs> the violin kick in as she's about to descend down the stairs was just, uh, I felt like I was a kid again. It was so I got goosebumps. Much. So I think we all, and I'm going to speak for everybody here and you all can concur, that we all agree that the songs that were from the original movie, they nailed them. Yes. Right? Agreed. We can all agree yes. that? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. So they, they did. They Almost they better, to be honest. Yeah. Yes. It was. I, yes. And I part of me going into the movie was like, why didn't they just have Angela Lansbury sing the song? Like, she's still alive. She can still sing it. But I thought Emma Thompson did a lovely job. She did. Um, I love that she kept her kind of, her actual British accent. That yeah. she's got a little yeah. bit of a more like, um, I don't think she's from like the, like the metropolis of London. I think she's from a smaller town outside of it. So she kind of had that. Not Cockney, but that that less refined. That <laughs> yeah. she's you know, not like the Julie Andrews finishing school British. She had more of like a what actual British people sound like, and she kept <laughs> what it a Mrs. when she Potts sang. Would sound like yes, yeah. and it was oh, and she, and it, and she kept it, and it was lovely, and it it yeah. made it, um, it felt very Beauty and the Beast. So I think we can all agree that the songs that were in the movie were great. Um, I know that obviously there is the Broadway musical that I know Chelsea was hoping they'd add yeah. some of those songs in. I was, I was right there with you. It kind of makes so sense sad. because they're already written. Yes, yeah, so you don't have to spend time or money writing new songs. That's There's true. already 32 songs from the musical. Yep. No, that's a thing. <laughs> no, and I, I had that thought as well, mainly for cost and efficiency reasons. Yeah. However, and I'm, I'm just going to say this, the if, okay, how am I going to put this? Be delicate. No, I, and I'm not, it's not even that. It's just I want to word it so that it makes sense for people that are listening. I think, um, obviously, you know, it was on Broadway for a very long time. It had like 40 bajillion tours all over the country, all over whatever. Um, it has not been on tour in a while. I believe the last tour closed in like 2007. As far as I know. I could be wrong about that, but I know it's been quite a few years. Um, and I think that it was a combination of 
are people going to even know these songs are from the musical? Should we just put in a couple new ones? Will these actors that aren't singers that we hired be able to sing songs that are written for Broadway actors? Or should we write new songs? Writing a song for a movie is different than writing a song for real life because it's usually about two minutes long as opposed to four and a half minutes. Um you know, they want to make money off of the soundtrack. That's why they add new songs and then add other people singing songs that are already in the movie, like Ariana Grande and John Legend singing Beauty and the Beast, which not, not as good as Emma why? Thompson. Why? Bring why? back Celine. I don't understand. Like, that's bizarre. So, but they do it. They always do it, though. They always do it. It's that 90s it. power ballad. They've got to do in it. 2017. So it, didn't, it didn't bother me, but I know that you, especially Chelsea, have an emotional attachment to the musical. So you're going to go into it and be like, where I want this, but I think that they're totally, completely different mediums, and they would have to make a choice. Are we going to stay true to the cartoon and then add some of our own stuff, or are we going to be true to the cartoon and the musical, but it's neither of those. It's a brand new thing. So I think it's it kind of like, it, it kind of crosses the line. I mean, I don't know if anybody's actually, see, so like Sound of Music, everybody's seen that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people have actually seen the musical. Like it's the bro- different. It's very different. Yeah. I don't like it. Same. However, I saw the movie before I saw the musical and before I was in the musical. And at the movie, I like so much better. And I think most people saw the cartoon of Beauty and the Beast before they saw the musical. If they ever did see the musical. I'm just saying That's all of these things. Who knows if they ever, if anybody thought of any of this stuff or if they just were like, we want to write new songs, screw the musical. Maybe they couldn't get the rights. It's not all That's the same. True. true. That's very true. It's Disney, but it's not it's not all the same. So yeah. I think a lot of different things go into it. But you're right. They had ready-made songs. There's got to be a reason. They're, we just don't know what it is. They're really <laughs> hard to sing, just as personal experience. Yeah. Um, like, the one song, Human Again, there's a part that uh, Plumet slash Babette sings that's, like, so high on the staff that it's, like, you're screaming almost, but you have to make it gentle enough. Mm-hmm. And then other people are all over the place singing tons of different things. So, and that's the thing too, is the Broadway music is written for professional singers. Trained right, act- for years. Actors. So, so they have to make a choice then. of yeah. like, are we going to do this and then have to auto-tune even more than they already have? Mm-hmm. Also right. think about the, obviously the Beast song was new. Remind me of the other new one. Anybody Evermore. Okay. Well, that was the beast. Yeah, that was the beast. That there was, was the another song. new one. There was uh, Days in the Sun. Oh, yeah. Was another one. Yeah. And then But think one. about that, though. Those were very, they were singing, but they weren't big budget dance numbers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is a whole It was more of just people's thing, thoughts coming out through song. Which are much easier to film. Yes. And write. And sing. And sing <laughs> and choreograph and the whole nine yards. Yep. And they're trying to keep that movie to, it was two hours and nine minutes. They're trying it to keep been it a little longer. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. See, I was happy that it wasn't any longer. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes, I did. But also because then it would just be like, okay, this is a Disney movie. Like, obviously, it's going to be a little bit longer, but you got kids coming to see this. Yeah. You know, the story. Then they would start adding in things. So I think there are a lot of reasons, probably ones that we don't know. Yeah. But um, I think it's valid to kind of be like, why? Because you're right. There I mean, was, there they were there. Other than one, one song. Like, there was no other reference to the right. musical. And it was only the- if you were really looking for it and you knew at this part of the movie when she enters her bedroom, she sings the song, Home. Mm-hmm. Here's the little tune to it. Yeah. You know? Um, and I feel like if Home would have been in it for Belle to sing and if the Beast could have had If I Can't Love Her, yeah, I would have been so happy. Yeah. Like, those are the two songs for me from the musical that I just think are absolutely gorgeous. Um, 
So I think that if they had done that, um, I would have been perfectly content. Same. Because those two songs are some of the most beautiful songs I've yes. heard in a musical yes. ever. Yes. Ever. If I can't love her, for me, like, I'm a musical theater nerd just as much as you are. And I, what, the first time I heard that song, it made me cry. Because I was oh, like, yeah. it was so beautiful. It was the first time you ever looked into the Beast's heart. And what he was thinking and what he was feeling. And Evermore kind of did that um, as he's watching Belle leave for the last time. But it it didn't really have that Beauty and the Beast feel to it. Yeah. Um, so I love that song. I've been listening to it on repeat. Um, but I like it as a song, not Beauty well, and the Well, and I think you can almost tell that it was a song that was written for in 2017 yeah there was a pop song but you know what i mean yes that was, oh, yeah. that was it, it felt copied and pasted to put into agreed. the story that's yeah. exactly what it, it was yeah. kind of it was like jarring you're kind of like oh inserted. we're gonna sing now yeah okay I mean, where's I the love roar that the beast gets to sing yes i love that yes that was great but um, i just wish i feel like if i can't love her would have been a better placement better overall just it wouldn't have felt quite as jarring also yeah. written in the 90s like the right yeah like the right <laughs> the right century yeah. you know yeah. whatever um, all right, so we're going to take a little little breather, and then we'll come back, and we got some Easter eggs to, to talk about with y'all. What's up, geeks? Just want to remind you of our fantastic YouTube channel. Next time you go to the Geekiverse on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to search or hunt or find or look for anything that is our great content. Then it'll go right into your YouTube feed, and then boom, you know what's happening when it comes to the Geekiverse. Then share it with your friends. We want other people to join in. And tell us if you don't like it. We don't care. We're just having fun. We want you to have fun with us. Be sure to subscribe, share, favorite, like, thumbs up, thumbs down, up, down, left, right. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. So let's get to the show. Geekiverse YouTube. Do it. Are we rolling? Are we rolling? We're, yeah. Are we going? We're oh, rolling. We're back. Are we? We're back. <laughs> um, <laughs> welcome back, squad. Does that happen every um, time? As promised... I have some Easter eggs for y'all, but not as promised. I love your but S's. But not the, they're my specialty. Specialty. Speciality. Speciality. And these Easter eggs are not the kind you crack open on Easter morning. No, no, I mean, no. They're the kind I crack open for you into Ooh. your ear holes right now. Ew. This is now awkward. Maggie, you just real quick say sassafras. Sassafras. Um, anyways. Uh, so these are some Easter eggs that apparently were inserted into the movie, and um, we're all hearing these live for the first time. Meanwhile, Josiah is heating up cheese in the microwave. Castle. <laughs> it's fine. Um, in his defense, it is for us. It is for Mainly us. Mainly We wanted cheese. Um, anyways, <laughs> so these Easter eggs, um, you know, with all, every time one of these posts comes out, you take it with a grain of salt, because some of them you're kind of like, all right, that's a stretch, but yeah. who knows? We'll find out. I'm reading these for the first time. This is exciting. So this will be interesting. So... The first is the title of it. Number one is I can't remember what I've forgotten. And then there's a little Neville? picture of Neville with no. the rememberal from Harry Potter. And the Don't Sorcerer tell Stone. me that Neville is in this no. movie. No, no, he's not. I would know if he was. Okay. So in the beginning, Maybe he was blah, a blah, blah. Okay. So it looks like what they're saying is Belle, which is obviously Emma Watson, who is Hermione. 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 What Hermione. runs into the friendly townsperson, I guess it's Jean, if that's how you pronounce oh. it, Monsieur who admits Jean? that he's forgotten something and he cannot remember what it is. Okay, come on. Spoiler alert, it's Mr. Potts. Now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He forgot his family. Mr. Mr. Neville so Potts. So that's Poor what Jeff. he actually forgot. But they're saying it's an Easter egg because it's like Harry Potter. Uh, no. Although the director was like, no, that's just to 
clarify that no. the villagers don't remember anything. <laughs> that's completely ridiculous. Microwave. All right, so that's that's a that silly was a lame Easter one. Egg, but that's that was one, a bad one in case you want to look for it. Here's another one. Um, apparently, um, oh, okay, this is interesting, and I feel like I maybe saw this but didn't know what it was. Um, when you go into Bell and Maurice's house, into his little artist studio, there's all kinds of little knickknacks. And they're saying that there is a little carving of a canoe with Eric and Ariel holding hands from the Kiss the Girl scene. Really? A little mermaid. I have to go and see this movie so again. Where? Where? When you, they go in into their house. house and he has all of his little knickknacks and carvings and stuff everywhere. Table? Yeah. But supposedly. He's supposedly. Yes. We'll have to look. Or somewhere in there. Um, they're also saying, let's see. When Aladdin asks, okay, this is an Aladdin thing. When Aladdin asks mm. the genie to make him a prince, the genie also takes the liberty of turning Abu the monkey into an elephant. <laughs> yes. Aladdin struts into Agrabah in a fancy elephant saddle. It <laughs> looks like Maurice has a Fabergé version of the same elephant with a saddle on top of his work desk. Ooh. And the elephant is blue and gold. Oh, and I can see it in the picture. Does it look like here. Abu? I mean, it's far away, so you oh. have to... It's, it's does it look elephant. like Abu? Because if it doesn't, that ain't no... I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, anyways, so just in front of the elephant... Oh, this is a stretch. Just in front of the elephant... They've all been stretches so on the far. Table, one of them. Apparently, just in front of the elephant on that table is a silver rhino with red eyes. And apparently... That is the same image that appears in an angry cloud. And James, James and the, the giant, giant Peach, which is going to be being made into a live action movie, by the way. Well, there we go. Really? Yes. Coming soon um, to a theater near you. So when the wardrobe first makes a bell address and it's like ridiculous and it looks huge, it's kind of like a nod to supposedly to Sleeping Beauty when they put the all the, the sisters or the fairies are making all the dresses and they put the big pink one. Yes, yes, yes. On, I get it. On, yeah. yeah, and like, it picture? looks ridiculous. There she is. Like It looks awful. awful. That's because it's on you, you dear. dear. Wow, you know everything. Wow. Um, That's amazing. So, let's see. Okay, this is very... I love Sleeping Beauty. All right, so in Be Our Guest, Lumiere sings to Belle, go on and fold your menu. When she grabs the menu... Um, they're saying there's an Easter egg from Little Mermaid. The les main poissons. course is lay po- yeah, however you say that, which is a French word for cooked fish. And who do you know? Who do we know that loves to chop up and serve little fish? Chef Maurice. Oh, his name's Maurice. Oh, oh, <gasps> supposedly because it tastes nice. Um, <laughs> and that wasn't me for once. That was Doing me. A weird accent. <laughs> It was uh, Amanda. So, no. Let's clarify. It was amazing. Is what it was. Amazing <laughs> Amanda. Thank. I like that. That's what my mom it's calls so me. <laughs> it should be your twiddle twiddle hander. <laughs> it should be your twiddle name. Anyways, bringing it back around. Um, Easter. There's another one that says that there is a nod to the cell block tango number in Chicago uh, during yes. be our guest because cool. Lumiere oh. strikes a pose and a strong backlight. Because everyone knows that Chicago and Beauty and the Beast go hand in hand. hand. They really and do. And They're and like and the same thing. Um, apparently, there's a part in Be Our Guest where it looks like the palace of Agrabah from Aladdin is behind him. I agree him. with that. Yeah. Um, they say all the time that Disney recycles animation. Yeah, they which I also recycled agree with the that. animation and computer yeah, and right? CGI'd over it. Who Ooh. knows? Oh. Maybe we'll be seeing um, that in Aladdin. Mm. Coming soon to a theater. That one's you. dumb. Oh I'm gosh. not even reading it because I don't understand. <laughs> we'll definitely it. review it, right? Um, let's see. Is it in English? So back in the 
Is he finally so okay, rich? so back in 1990, <laughs> in the 1991 version, Lumiere promised to serve with a flare with flair a culinary cabaret. But this time, Ewan McGregor hits the word with a special pizzazz that harks back to Liza Minnelli in Cabaret. Oh, and the music I thought changes we were going to say that for a bar or two in a subtle homage homage to the show's signature campy oh, percussive homage. sound. So, and that's it. All that's right. all of them. So I these are all kind that, of a stretch. I thought we were going to say it had something to do with Moulin Rouge, which I'm obsessed no, with now. I wish that it did. I thought it was going to be like legit... Easter eggs. I'm slightly disappointed that in that I article. Oh, I do. I no, not like, yeah, not like literal yeah. Easter eggs. <laughs> so yeah, these weren't that great, but they're. Thought I was um, gonna get to find them <laughs> right? around the house. The ones of like the knickknacks in his house are kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of want to go and see if that's a thing or if that's people seeing those and being like, yeah. Oh, maybe, which I feel like that's usually what Easter eggs are: is people making things yeah. out of nothing. Yes. But they're fun to think about. Go yeah. back and look and see if they that's are. actually a thing. Um, well, and the picture on it was Gaston standing there with his sword up and his little outfit as like the title thing on here. Mm-hmm. And behind him up on the wall, you see a picture without the head. You can't see the head, but you can see same exact pose, same outfit and everything up on the mantle in the tavern. Oh, like a picture of him? Yeah. It's hilarious. I don't know if that it's a him, sense. but it's... I don't think it's him because I feel like in the picture, because in the movie you can see it, and I feel like whoever it is has gray hair, but they do wear those silly wigs, so... <laughs> but knows? still, I mean, it's like the same... So I don't know if he's trying to, like, impress everyone with his cool... Like, he impresses me. <laughs> oh, wow. boy. Um, Just kidding. So, but seriously. He supports it. He's fine. <laughs> he's on board. He understands that he ranks after Peter Pan, the Goblin King, Peter played Pan by David Bowie. He is number three. Keep, I keep trying to tell you that. Um, <laughs> details, all right. Details. So before we wrap up, I think we should go round the room. We already know that the Geekiverse official review, written by our very own Amanda, amazing Amanda, um, was <laughs> an eight point five out of ten. So we should just kind of go around and everybody give your final score for the movie now that you've had a few days to sit on it and we've all been sitting here talking about it for a while um i will start i when i left the movie i gave it a 10 out of 10 after thinking about it more i'll give it a 9 out of 10 mostly for editing reasons which i hate docking moving docking movies points for editing reasons but we're judging the overall movie so i had to give it a 9 out of 10 which is still pretty good it's pretty good um chelsea what do you give it? I'm stuck at an eight to an eight and a half, mainly, again, the editing reasons and because um, not putting those Broadway songs really got me. Irked yeah. Yes, that's a good word. On a deep <sighs> level. I'm here for the words. Thanks. Dumb. You really are. Sorry. There they go. <laughs> really have a lot of words. I'm going to give you as many words as possible. They might not make sense, but you'll get An words. An impressive number of yes. words. I'm a I'm Amanda. <laughs> um, was your place. Geekiverse review score I've been your to say personal that. score? It was not my personal <gasps> score. <gasps> I, was, I, I would probably give it a 9.5, but I didn't want to look like a pathetic, obsessive Disney geek. That's fine. So, Be yourself, girlfriend. No, Let your freak flag No, fly. then I probably would have given it an 11 out of 10. But <laughs> but I, I was trying to really look at it with, you know, looking for... Objectively. You know, yes, I was trying. and But the then... Mouse. Yes. Um, but when I went and saw it a second time, honestly, the auto-tune, I did not notice as much. And the computer animation that bo- bothered me so much, I didn't notice that much either. So... Seeing it a second time, I would give it probably between a 9 and a 9.5 because there's just, I can't really think of anything that was really wrong with it that I was just like, that's terrible. That should take away a point. So, fair. Jamie. 
I think I agree with Amanda's review score of 8.5. I have a hard time giving a movie a 10 just because Mm -hmm. it must be absolutely perfect if it's going to be a 10. There's hardly been any perfect movies, too. Exactly. And if you look at the Geekiverse, there's there's very few that have 10s. (laughs) (laughs) Lindy Ruff, the dog, agrees. Um, He's all right. So I think we can average out all of our scores and generally say we give it an eight and a half to a nine out of ten. If Amanda's living in her own world, it gets a seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, baby. Yes. Yes. Amanda, please. So, Amanda, please. Yes. Uh, so that concludes our Beauty and the Beast spoiler cast. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, where can we find y'all on the social medias? Chelsea. Oh, I guess I'm starting. You can start because Maggie I'm looking looked at right you, at me, looking into your soul. <laughs> into <her> soul. <laughs> yep. I don't know who I am anymore. Um, I Chelsea, um, the Ching Chang, <laughs> tuna, big tuna. She's got her right hand raised. This is not her Twitter handle. Right I know I it's know super long. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Chelly Chingston or on Instagram uh, as Teeny Tiny Tuna. Yes. Not to be confused with Tina. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it is Tina. confusing. Because when I first met you, I thought your name was Tina. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But it's not. So. Um, myself, Amanda, um, I'm not as hip to the jive you. Um, <laughs> so I'm only on Instagram as XOXO Mandy Rose XOXO. And Mandy is spelled with an I-E. Obviously. It is 2007. Ooh, obviously. Obvi. Obvi. <laughs> so, yeah. Jamie. I am on Twitter at Jamie Lynn Leroy, the most boring. <laughs> Not Jimbo. one word. Lovely. Not Jimbo at all. And I am on Twitter at MaggieWorth11 and on Instagram at Maggie and Worth. Um, yeah. So, and oh, we've all kind of, I think most of us have stuff in the works for the Geekiverse that we're all kind of in the process working on in the future. So if we all want to talk about that, I have a review of Iron Fist coming out, hopefully over the weekend or early next week. As soon as I finish watching it, I have many thoughts. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Um, you guys have anything coming up that you want to remind us of? Um, I am, this is Chelsea speaking right oh, now. Oh, yeah, sorry. This is, this is the tuna. Um, Welcome to Chelsea. <laughs> um, I am actually in the stages of writing up an article on speedrunning video games. So um, hopefully you'll hear more about that later. But stay it's playing tuned. video games it's very video quickly, games as fast as you can. I just learned that today. Who hold world records, <laughs> yes, which is Apparently very cool. A lot of people learn. Chelsea's that. got yeah. an in into this world. I have no idea what my, this means, so I'm excited also, to read it. So my husband, name Cheese. That's all we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, my husband holds a world record in a video game. What? Right now, so I didn't actually who knew that? that? It's us. a very old game, and no one plays it. So that's fine. Like, it's a world record. It's a world record. Don't 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 downplay it. Nobody in this room has a world record. No. I probably do Not for something Lindy dumb, Ruff. but I don't know. Yeah, about I it. don't. Falling on my face. I'm an underachiever. <laughs> uh, Just coasting. <laughs> but, but so maybe you guys don't have anything you want to plug. But anybody, what do you got? What's happening? Um, I am generally in charge of most things Disney and Disney parks related. Um, I do have a Star Wars celebration article coming out probably tomorrow. Um, and then um, I will be working on a countdown of the top ten. Um, Disney remakes that are supposedly happening. Some of them we're looking forward to. Some of them we're not so much because they took the songs out of Mulan, but no! we're not going to go into that. <laughs> That's a um, whole nother sorry. podcast. So for everything. So, so everything Disney. Um, yeah. Keep it locked in at the Keep Geek it locked. Jamie. Lock, lock and drop it. Jamie. Wait, no, yeah. Jamie. Like Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> 
<laughs> what do you got? I, like, I can't even say these millennial things without feeling wrong. <laughs> it's okay. Keep it locked. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it lurked. Um, do, you have, oh, no. do you have anything coming up, Jamie, that we can be excited about? You can, you can find Moderately me. looking forward to. <laughs> wow. Ouch. You wow. can see my face most of the time on... <laughs> Jamie's Got Mail, which is my... I would video. hope all the time she on Jamie's Got out, Mail. We just put out a Beauty is, and the Beast one. The thing is, one time, there may or may not be my face on the show. But anyway, most of the time, my face is on the show. I'm pretty show. sure that's a federal offense. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Jamie's no Got Mail. We we unbox the Phantom of the Month Club box, and it is geeky-themed jewelry. Uh, most recently, there was the Beauty and the Beast-themed box. And I'm wearing one of the rings from it, and I'm very happy about it. I'm going it to steal beautiful. it. So stay tuned for that stuff. Um, all right. So that's about it. Um, <laughs> so make sure you are following The Geekiverse on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Geekiverse, Twitter and Instagram at The underscore Geekiverse. We love our underscores here. Um, YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse. If you want to buy any geeky merch, we got some funny, punny t-shirts and things. It's thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com. This podcast and all of our other ones are on iTunes and SoundCloud. And very important, everybody go to thegeekiverse.com. Get your votes in for the current round of Geek Madness, Joker. which is round th- three. three. <laughs> round three. Round yes. three. Sadly, Loki did not make the cut. Shh, Lauren oh. could be listening. We don't want to remind She's not her. here. It's fine. She's not here. Um, so make sure you get your votes in. Um, and I'm sure there'll be another fun video of our fearless leader, Josiah, and his wife, Lauren, <laughs> giving up the survive another round. I. La- Josiah getting oh, beaten sure. up on camera. If, if Josiah lives through this round. If Josiah lives through it. He survived Loki. He'll survive anything. Yeah, that's true. His wife's actually very small, so it's really funny. She's, she's powerful, scary. though, man. She's a small, scary lady. She'd be little, but um, she'd be boss. fierce. <laughs> anyway so thank you all for joining us and we will see you slash you will hear us next time bye felicia girls who geek (laughs) with wine (laughs) clink (laughs) no idea bye felicia she said bye felicia